This is the reality. Hello there, welcome to the reality. It's a talk show talking about the sure reality of life as found in Jesus Christ. The reality is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. Please find out how you can support us by going to the website surereality.net. Hanrich Esiru is a certified life coach. She grew up in a Christian home where her mom and grandma would make her go to church. She always considered herself to be a good girl. In fact, in her words, I was such a goody two-shoes that I got the most well-behaved student award in my junior high school. I was perfect in my own eyes. But then one day, Hanrich had a personal encounter with the real living God. I was going to church, but... I didn't have an encounter with the Lord. And that's something that I'm personally so passionate about now. It has nothing to do with being a good person. And then I had that born again message and was like, it just came so alive to me. I got on my knees and I was like, God, this is me here with you alone in this room. And Dudley, he came alive to me. He was, he came so, it was like there was fire burning all over me. And Dudley, from that moment on, everything about my life changed. She says, I will always tell people now that when you truly encounter the Lord, something will change in your life. And it has absolutely nothing to do with being a good person. We speak with Hanarichia Sierra today via Skype. Well, it's my privilege to speak to Hannah Ridge Aicido from uh, from the US on Skype uh, today for the reality. And Hannah Ridge, you're not originally from America. You you grew up in Ghana uh, and gave your life to Jesus at an early time in your life. How did it happen? How did you find Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Okay, Dudley, thank you so much for having me on your show. I I actually um, I actually grew up. Um, um, in a very Christian home. Um, I grew up with my mom and my grandmom, and they would always go to church. And so just going to church was a very normal thing for me. And I was a very good girl. I was a quiet girl, very shy. I mean, Dudley, I got the most well-behaved student in my junior high. I mean, I was... <laughs> I, I like I, I was I almost want to say I was almost perfect back then. I, wow. I always used to think, oh my goodness, I am just like the best thing that happened to this world. I was so quiet with my thoughts. You know, I would I wasn't loud. I wasn't outspoken. I was very quiet and reserved. But I always had loud thoughts. My thoughts were always loud. I was always judging people in my head and you know just condemning people. But I didn't really know the Lord. And that's a thing. I didn't even know back then that I didn't know the Lord because I thought. I was going to church. I'm in, I'm in Sunday school. You know, I'm in the scriptural union. I'm doing all church things, church play, singing in the choir. But I didn't have an encounter with the Lord. And that is two different things. And that's something that I'm personally so passionate about now. Mm-hmm. Telling people that, you know what, it's so different from just being a good person. It has nothing to do with being a good person. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to go off track. <laughs> 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 well, th- that's yeah, so that's it was, what it's that's what it's all about, you know. And you're speaking to somebody who is pretty much like that too, you know. I grew up in a Christian home, exactly. Uh, and uh, one day, I just suddenly found out my brother came home and said, "Hey, I'm born again." And I was like, "What is that?" And he explained to me what it means to become a, a born again believer. So this is where you were, Hannah Rich. How did you then find Jesus? Yes. 
Exactly. So it was after my senior high. That's almost, I was almost 20 years then. I think it was like 15 or 16. And, you know, because my mom was a single mom, we moved a lot and things were really hard. It was, she was the only one taking care of my brother and I. And my dad had left us when we were about five years old and I have never seen my dad till now. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea if he's dead or alive. I I just don't know where he is. So, yeah. So anyways, um, I used to, so back then I also used to think, you know, my mom and my grandma are so spiritual. So like, why are all these bad things happening? I had so many questions about God. And, and when I got to those teenage years, you know, naturally, you know, there's always some rebellion in teenage years. Mm -hmm. So in those years, I was like, well, like this God, he hasn't been faithful to my mom or my grandma. You know, they are single mothers and we were moving a lot. And so we moved um, to the outskirts. We were living in the city. That's the capital of, of Ghana, Accra. And then we had to move because my mom had you know, lost her job. And so we had to move to the outskirts of the city. And so when we got there, I, I met this guy. And he was just so much on fire for the Lord. And I was like, who is that guy? I, I don't mind mentioning his name now. He knows. I, I always tell him that he's such a crucial part of my life. I am always so grateful to him mm-hmm. for helping me to actually know what it means like to have a relationship with the Lord. So anyway, he started taking me to church. You know, we started, I started going to church with him because I had nothing to do was after senior high. I had nothing to do. We're living in an outskirt area. I knew no one. I was so bored. <laughs> so I started going to church with him. And then I, I started hearing these messages differently. I don't know why, but it was just so different. And then I had that born again message and was like, I had never had it in all those 18 or 16 years of my life, I had never, it just came so alive to me. Mm. So then I started asking questions. I'm like, okay, God, if you're at this, bro, you have to show yourself to me because I, I don't believe, and I didn't believe in speaking in tongues. I was like, people are just copying of each other. Mm. So anyway, I gave my life to Christ. I was like, I really want to know you. I, I want to know you, not not just be a church goer, not just partake in all the traditions that has to do with being a Christian, but actually have a personal relationship with you because this is what this guy had and that's why i saw some of the other members had, and i was like i want i want this it's so beautiful i want this i know i don't have it so we got baptized and i knew that men's dying with christ and resurrected with him and then they, they had to be you know you know after baptism we lay hands on you to speak in tongues and mm. you know during that time i was just like i don't believe this thing i just kept saying that's myself I don't believe in speaking in tongues. It's not real. They are just copying it. They are just faking it. Hmm. So I didn't. I didn't. I didn't speak in the Holy Spirit then when they were laying hands on us. So when I went home, I got on my knees and I was like, God, this is me here with you alone in this room. Hmm. If you are as real as you claim you are, if you're you're able to show yourself to well. Here I am. It's just you and I. There's no pastor. There's no friend. There's no one. So it's either you are real or you're not. Hmm. And Dudley. Like every time I say this, I almost want to like tear up because he came alive to me. He was, he came so, it was like there was fire burning all over me. And I immediately started speaking in tongues. Mm. I was just bubbling. Mm. And Dudley, from that moment on, everything about my life changed. He changed my personality from what I was. Like the next day I woke up and I, Dudley, I'm not, I'm not joking. I was literally a different human being a different person and this is not you know people have really dramatic stories of where you know they they were involved in some heavy things drugs or 
you know, sexual addictions. I didn't, I wasn't all that. But Dudley, can you imagine how, I mean, just being a good person, mm-hmm. being a church-going person, how knowing the Lord for real, like, just, just like your show, the reality of knowing Christ came to me personally. I had a personal encounter with this God, and it changed my life. You know, and that's that's what has driven me really since all these years, since then, that I've, everything I have done ever since then has been to further the kingdom of God. Because I'm after that moment, I was like, this is so different. I need to go out to the world and tell people about this God because it's not it's not enough being a good person. Like our righteousness are like filthy rags before him. Like that's what I know now. I know that I'm not righteous of my own accord. It's not because I'm righteous. Every good deed I do now is because I love him. Mm-hmm. Because I know when I sin, I'm putting the nails right back into his arms. And I love him too much to do that. That's why I'm not going to sin. But it's not because I'm just not doing it because I'm a good person. So my whole life changed, Adley, from introverted to extroverted. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, well Hannah, on, on one of your, I think it was on your website, I read uh, something like mm-hmm. this. You said, I was such a goody two-shoes that I've got most <laughs> the most well-behaved student of uh, of my year. That's what you said just a moment mm-hmm. ago. Then you yes. said, I was perfect in my own eyes. Did you yes. see yourself as so good and righteous that you didn't need Jesus? I think back then I didn't really understand that I didn't need Jesus. I, I think back then I just thought, being a Christian is all about being a good person. And so I'm a good person. And so it's enough, you know, so I didn't know that there was another realm where you actually had this personal encounter where you actually, you loved him with your heart. Cause it wasn't with my heart, Dudley. Hmm. I was just a good person. You know, I just, just going to church and all those things, you know, but I didn't have him. I didn't know him, you know, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. And you said your life changed. Now, uh, your life before that encounter was a good life. So how did your life mm-hmm. change afterwards? Okay. So, and I always say this as a disclaimer that, you know, not everyone has to be extroverted once, you know, you actually have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. But that's what happened to me personally, because I think God works with, with you know, God works in different ways in all of us. That's why we are all, we are all members of the body of Christ. So someone may be the hands, someone may be the feet, someone may be the head, you know, we're all different mm-hmm. members. So for me, I became very extroverted. So and it just I think it was just last month, a friend that I knew from junior high school, she messaged me on Facebook and she's like, Hannah Rich, I love this new you. You are so different. <laughs> she hasn't, you know, you haven't been in touch in a while. Dudley, I was Dudley, I was so quiet. You you wouldn't hear a word from me. I mean, my brother would those back in those days, my brother would sometimes just come up to me and shake me. And be like, talk, I want you to talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Dali, I was, yeah, I was so quiet. <sighs> I, was, I was just like the best little girl like anyone would ever dream of, really. And now I'm so talkative. I get into so much trouble <laughs> with people because I'm just like, I can't, like, I'm just like out there for the Lord oh. now. And I wasn't back then. And right now I'm, I'm just like, on fire for him. I want to just spread his word. I want to meet needs because of him. Everything I do now is because of him. Whereas back then, everything I did was because of me, because I was a good person. But now everything I do is because of him. And so that's really one of the great differences. And the fact that I'm now 
very extroverted, very loud, very talkative compared to back then when I was very shy, very timid, very cowardly, you know, so that's just a very, yeah, very drastic change. That that is quite incredible. You know, I've I've interviewed many people and and, uh, they have, as you said, this great experience where they were bad people and Mm -hmm. they find Jesus and their lives change. But you know what, Mm -hmm. Hannah Rich, your your life changed so dramatically, not so much from from a bad way of life, you Mm -hmm. know, and and Mm -hmm. a a sinful way of life, but into a life that God Mm -hmm. had designed for you. One of my favorite things is the Bible says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Now, the Lord had a plan for you Hunterich, to reach yes. out to, as we'll talk about in a minute, to write, to do some life coaching, which you're doing. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you couldn't have done those things having such an introvert, timid nature, could you? Thank you. Thank you. Exactly, Dudley. That's what I always think about now that I wouldn't have been living this life if God hadn't changed me. I would have never. Dudley, I would never dream of being out here talking to people, I would never do that because I never used to talk to anyone. I had no friends. I, I mean, I would never live this fulfilling life that I'm living now. So fulfilling because I know I'm telling people about the Lord. I'm talking about the Lord. I'm, I'm you know, and ever since then, Dudley, you know, I've been now. I'm a. I used to be a Sunday school just teaching kids, but it wasn't. Mm. It was. It was very, it's so different when you don't know the, you know, when you don't have an encounter with him or you're just doing good just for goodness sakes or just for your own self. Mm. When you're doing it because of him, there's so much more meaning and it comes directly from your heart, Dudley. Everything I do mm. now is directly from my heart. It's not a struggle. I do not hate it. I'm not being forced to. I love it. I love every opportunity to talk about Christ and like living practically for him. Like, I just love it. It's so Praise different. <laughs> You are listening to The Reality, produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. We value your prayers and support very much. Help us to touch nations with the reality of Christ by becoming a vision partner. Visit surereality.net and click on Become a Vision Partner. That is, become a vision partner at surereality.net. Listen again to The Reality on our podcasts at surereality.net. Indeed, if you've just tuned in, thank you so much. My name is Dudley Anderson. Really good to be with you. You're listening to The Reality, a half-hour talk show. Just to say once again that this radio program is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. You can listen again and find out more at the website surereality.net. Let me just say, if you'd like to make contact with me, I'd appreciate it very much. If you have some questions or perhaps you'd like to know more about Sure Reality, please email me dudley at surereality.net. Again, drop me an email if you can, dudley at surereality.net. Today on The Reality, we're speaking with Hanurich Esiedu. What an amazing woman. Like so many of us, Hanurich grew up in a Christian home and was forced to go to church. She understood all about the gospel of Jesus, but didn't have a real encounter with Jesus until late in her teens. Nevertheless, Hannerich was a model child. She was well-behaved and respectful at home and at school. She was intrinsically an introvert, very quiet and a very well-behaved child. Hannerich believed that she was a Christian, but one day she had a real encounter, a dramatic encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus stepped through her well-shaped, well-behaved exterior and revealed the need for her salvation. She was instantly born again and filled with the Holy Spirit. From that moment on, Hannerich Esiedu changed. She became an inspired, motivating extrovert. 
Her old self-righteous heart was melted and it gave way to a heart filled with God's power, God's wisdom, God's joy and humility. She says, I still try to do good deeds, but I do them now because I love Jesus. We continue to speak with Hannah Rich today via Skype. Well, here on uh, Skype today, we are speaking to Hannah Rich. It's so wonderful to have you uh, speaking with us. Hannah Rich, what an incredible encounter you had with the Holy Spirit. It changed you from a timid, introvert person to somebody who was equipped to go out there and spread the good news, the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon you. Incredible stuff. Um, and I believe that you've, you've written some books and uh, you're doing a bit yeah. of life coaching. You know, I think of life, I often think, particularly with regard to the whole COVID-19 pandemic at the world as been going through, mm-hmm. uh, the people start worrying about problems in life. To me, you sound like the per- kind of person who doesn't worry much about life. <laughs> how, how do you live with that confidence that the Lord's going to meet your needs and He's going to take care of you? Oh, Dudley. Um, yeah, where people actually always ask me, why are you always so happy? I mean, can you just be, you know, can you just be sad for a, for a moment? <laughs> Yeah, but um, can I just say, um, I know especially with COVID, uh, you know, last year with everything that happened, I actually even gave a talk on being joyful in challenging times Um, because people, especially with the COVID, people have become more worrisome. A lot of things that has happened, people have lost their jobs, people have lost loved ones and it's it's honestly can get quite intimidating. It can get quite frustrating. But one thing that I always say to myself personally, I always tell others is like is that look, while once we are alive on earth, we are living for the Lord, right? And when we die, we are die we are dead and going to Him. So honestly, for me, I don't mind dying. And I used to say so much, and my husband was like, you know, you got to stop this. You have to stop saying you don't mind dying. Like I want you to live long. <laughs> But mm-hmm. like when you live that life of total abundance, you know that you know what the person he said the castle on a thousand hills it all belongs to him. He created the whole world. Is there anything this mighty God cannot do for you? Mm-hmm. So as you have that faith and that hope in Him, that the God of the universe, the one who created the entire world, He's the one who is taking care of you. He's the one who says that every hair on your head is numbered. He said a sparrow does not even fall down without his knowledge. I mean, this God cares so intimately about us. He cares about the minute details of our lives. So if he is worried about me, what's the point in me being worried about me? There's no point in that. (laughs) No, I have to just leave it to him. And he's greater. He's bigger. He's more able. He's the miracle working God. He's the one who raised the dead. I mean, he can do so much. And I think people also have, we also limiting him now because we think, well, he did all those miracles in the Bible. But I also tell people that when you believe for a fact that going to church is not the church is not a regular building. If you believe that the church is a place filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit, or even you can make your home or your car, wherever you are, Amen. when you carry that Holy Spirit presence with you, then you don't live in fear. I mean, you know, so just having those things from the Bible translate into reality in your life. Don't let it just be 
cliches or like just reciting the Bible or just like worshiping God and not even thinking about the words or just like reading that. Because I used to even read the Bible just for reading's sake, you know, just mm. just read the words of the Bible. It wouldn't even, even come alive to me. But now every word, like every single word in the Bible comes alive. It, it's, it's like the Holy Spirit just breathes life into everything. He breathes life into the worship. Everything is more active and more living. And it's not because everything. Sometimes I go, I personally go through challenges in my life. Sometimes God doesn't answer some prayers. And I, I do get frustrated. You know, and that's one thing. I don't like, I don't, I don't want to say I'm faking it with people, but I don't like to show my frustration with people because I think, I feel like people can't do anything to help me. Only God can. So I go into my closet and I'm like, God, I am so mad with you. I am so frustrated with you, Dudley. When I, when I had just, when I got married for a couple of years, I couldn't have kids. I wasn't having kids, Dudley. And it was so frustrating because I had, I was like, God, I mean, I've done everything right. Like, why is this not happening? And so one day I locked myself behind closed doors. I cried to this guy. I'm like, God, you know what? Like, if you don't want me to have kids, just let me know and I'm fine with it. But don't keep my hopes alive and keep me i was frustrated Mm. but i wouldn't do this you know i wouldn't go tell if another human being about all of this i'll go tell my god Mm. because only he has the power and the ability to help me to give me what i need and just a couple of months down the lane i had my first baby daddy and hey it may not (laughs) wow congratulations wow lovely thank you Tremendous. And Ricky, you, you call yourself a life coach. We've been talking about living like Jesus. In fact, uh, it yeah. says in the Bible, and this is what you're alluding to, uh, Paul, by the Holy Spirit, says, uh, for me to live is Christ, to die is yeah. gain, doesn't he? He also yeah. says something like, like this, um, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives oh, in me, the life I live in God. the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God. Oh, my Amen. God. So as a life coach, you're coaching people about the problems and the issues of life how does this come out in your teaching yeah that is just one of my most favorite scriptures ever oh. the life that i now live i live through faith yep i love i love that that scripture so much anyways but yeah so as a, i actually got into this film very accidentally dudley um but i love it so um, so yeah how does this come uh, pr- practically into my life coach coaching um, so for all the books that I'm writing deadly, I, I, I have this passion to help people to live normal lives through their Christian life. So I, I have this um, belief of merging your life with the life of Christ. And that's what really drives me to write the books or the coaching. Amen. So for instance, for my um, for my first book, which is Decoding the In-Law Code, I just look at the in-law relationship through the lens of Christ, then I help people to actually live that, have that in-law relationship and live it as Christ would have them live it. Because a lot of times I realize that people, um, you know, for every, sometimes people just like to pray about other aspects of their lives, like their careers or their, even their marriage itself or their finances. But when it comes to the in-law relationship, it's like, mm, it doesn't matter. Like, especially here in the U.S., mm-hmm. people are very quick to, cut the parents of like, okay, I'm going to cut you off if you're being a nuisance. If you are being a toxic toxic in-law, okay, get out of my life. I'm mm. done with you. And mm. these people are all Christians. And mm. I'm like, hey, wait, listen, <laughs> listen, you're not, you, you think that Christianity doesn't matter in your in-law relationship? Well, it does. And so my book on that deals with that, just helping you to actually break it down and actually live 
like Christ would have you to live and like the relationship Christ would have you have with your in-laws. And so that's how all my other books go. Like my, my books with the fr- female, decoding the female friendship code. It's female friendships are just so difficult. And just, I feel like it's also because as Christians, we are not also adding that Christ likeness into our, re- our female relationships because it's so crucial. It's so important to have female relationships, even in your marriage, even having a husband or having a good job, the female friendship is such a crucial part of our lives as females. And I just feel like, you know what, let's just be what Christ wants us to be to each other. And we can we can attain greater heights in this life, you know, when we do that. So that's how um, most of my other books, so that's how I just try to relate how living with Christ practically can look like in all those situations and that's that's the focus of my books and my coaching incredible (laughs) so Heinrich uh, you know family life is is important to you having written books Mm -hmm. about in-laws and and in-laws you know I don't choose my (laughs) in-laws I choose my wife and they came along with her and and it's important to have that love relationship but I'm thankful I'm very gracious to the Lord that my my in-laws and my whole family and in fact my friends my neighbors know that i'm a christian believer there are parts of the world that you can't do this have you ever thought about people perhaps in in north korea or other parts of the world that are battling to share their love and and their 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 uh, christianity with their friends yeah Dudley. i actually i actually um i was listening to one of your podcasts your earlier interviews and you know, you're talking to one of these guest Korean uh, people when he was a guest on your show. And he was saying that, you know, even when parents became Christians, they couldn't tell their children they were Christians for fear of being arrested, of being killed. And Dudley, mm. that statement broke my heart. It got me praying. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, God, can you please help these people? Mm-hmm. It's, and I feel like, you know, we live in this free world. And look, we're not even being crucified half as much as this. So there should be nothing that should stand in our way of telling people about Christ. I mean, imagine if parents cannot tell their children, Dudley. Dudley, I live, my children can recite. Like, I want them to know the Lord so much. I, I'm literally pushing it down their throats. But of course, I know when it gets to a point, they're going to have to choose for their own selves. But for now, while I am in control, I want them to know. So I just put myself in their shoes and I'm like, mm. I can't imagine not being able to tell my kids that I'm a Christian, not mm. being able to explain this to them. That is just heartbreaking. And I would just want to encourage you know, everyone, listeners all over the world, let us just remember these people. I know there's a ministry, I think, was it called the... Uh, Open Doors International? Yes, I think so. Yeah, where they pray for all these Christians that are being, you know, crucified yes. in Asia, that are being just, yeah. So I just wanted to encourage all of us to just remember them. You know, it's not something we honestly remember. Until I listen to your podcast, I honestly, it's not something I've been praying about. But now I make a conscious effort to pray for those people, you know, who, who, who don't have the liberty to express their Christian faith like we do here in America or in Africa or Europe, wherever else. Mm. So, yeah. Fantastic. Well, yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. And and that's what it means to, to follow Jesus yeah. is to be able to share our faith. Thank you for that. And yeah. we certainly do stand mm-hmm. together and pray for those who are suffering around the world. And uh, I dare yeah. say that, uh, Hanarish, your your enthusiasm is contagious uh, encouraging us to pray for one another thank you for that 
Well, Hannah Rich, as you do, I'll tell you something, just listening to you today, I wish I was in the same room as you, but just listening to you on Skype, I am enthused and, and lifted up. What an incredible spirit, what an incredible ministry you have just to reach out to people and be an encourager. Thank you so much for joining us today on The Reality. We pray God's richest blessings for your work and for your future. Thank you. Amen. Amen, Dudley. Thank you so much. On the reality, we've been speaking to Heinrich Essieri. What an incredible person. How God turned her life around, filled her with the Holy Spirit and filled her with joy, passion and courage. We quoted one verse in our discussion today that I'd like to reiterate. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I now live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. In Hanurich's life, we saw the life of Jesus living out through her words and through her encouragement. You can know the same change if you want to put your faith in Jesus Christ. I know that the Lord will change your life from the inside. Simply open your heart today and say, Lord, come into my life. I want to give my life to you that you may change me for the good, for good. If you'd like to know more, please send me an email, Dudley, D-U-D-L-E-Y at surereality.net. We can chat and pray together. The Reality is produced by Shaw Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. Please consider supporting us by going to the website shawreality.net and click on Become a Vision Partner. From me to you, as always, keep your eyes on Jesus and take care.